3: Happy Wednesday, everybody! Welcome to Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel, where Happy I... Happy Hump Day. That's unfortunate, Alice. Where I, <laughs> Tom Shattuck, and my lovely wife Alice Shattuck, will take you through the adventures, politically, culturally, and specifically on in radio of the day. So, uh, before we get into this, the if you if you're looking. <laughs> Dave Cullenane, who's a friend of mine and who is the uh, producer of the Kirk Minahan Show, has found is found another damning piece of audio. And um, and it has to do with a a company that we're not going to disparage, obviously, for obvious reasons else. And actually a guy who I've only met a couple of times and was always a very nice guy. He's Chris Curtis, the producer of the Greg Hill Show in the morning over there in WEEI. And... The, the subject today was, nips, was um, the the little plastic, was these guys right here. I just have this as a prop to show you. I'm not going to do anything with it. Um, and it's Dave Kellenine. I don't know who the woman is. Greg Hill and maybe another producer. No, not Cullinan, um Chris Curtis. And it, the one point, they're talking about nips, and this happens. It so. begs the
2: question, top five nips.
3: Uh, oh, yes. That's a great one. Because mm. uh, Dr. Oh, McGillicuddy's,
2: up- I think, is number one uh, or two. Screwball also up uh, there. i screw-
3: probably go Mina Kimes. And um, Fireball. Fireball. Like, fireball. I'm not taking a tequila. You're right about the McGillicuddy, though, but do you like the purple or the root beer? <laughs> so, the problem is that Mina Kimes is an Asian, uh, Korean... American journalist. Yeah,
2: football journalist.
3: And Chris Curtis said, uh, obviously when talking about her... He
2: named her as one of his favorite...
3: Right. Nips, which is a a derogatory slur um, for, I believe, Japanese uh, people. It probably got big during World War II. I assume it got big during World War II.
2: What's accuracy when you're busy being racist, honey? Well,
3: so... But here's the thing. I... i don't know what the hell he was thinking i don't know what i mean is
2: and it, he's like smiling and
3: yes, this Bobak, is
2: i assume that's greg hill like this grins is back okay at him wanna, like haha like i don't the, how are you not going so the like, other the others
3: pretended not to hear said? him because it's like like well
2: pretended the, not to hear him audio wise but l- definitely looked over and smiled at him like made a face like he got the joke
3: well, the no. I mean, the problem is, what the hell is he thinking? I can't. I mean, he's been in radio long enough. Are you kidding me? I, that right. that seems like the kind of thing somebody does. That's that's pulling the lever on the suicide vest. That's a, a real easy way to get out of there. So now this has become a huge firestorm. It's been there's four hundred seven thousand views on this one that I'm seeing right here, um, and. And so, so did you say that uh, that there was a statement by Odyssey?
2: The company told Chad Finn at the Globe that um, he meant Mila Kunis and not Mina Kimes. Who Mila Kunis? Was was somebody in uh, particular
3: quoted from the company?
2: I don't know. That's just what Chad Finn tweeted.
3: That Odyssey told him that. Yes. Okay.
2: The Odyssey corporate said that.
3: Um, um, that, th- th- that, that he meant Kunis. Mila
2: Kuna, 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 Yeah, and right. that therefore, because she's not an Asian woman, she's a Ukrainian Jewish woman, is she, Okay, uh, so so, that, so that the, this was purely a sexual comment referencing a body part and not an anti-Asian slur.
3: Which, of course, would also still be problematic to objectify a woman... Yeah, but I think they're uh, making
2: a gamble that that's a safer.
3: That that's the lesser charge. Yeah. Which is... Um,
2: They're like, ah, it's sports radio. Sometimes they objectify women a right. little bit. What do oh, you well, do? I know they <laughs> used to
3: objectify women. That, those days are over. So, well, I, I, mean, I yes. I, 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 my feeling is this: is that, uh, I obviously I've got a conflict of interest here. I work for Odyssey currently, so I don't know. My feeling is this: is that um, Mila Kunis is not what he meant to say.
2: Well, it, it, I mean, first of all, first she's of all, is a much she, more famous person well, than Nina right, Kimes. Okay. So the idea, you don't. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't say, like.
3: But I, oh, like
2: I said something bad about Greg Hell, but I meant to say George Harrison. Like, it would be. That would be like right. a bizarre thing. Like, because you don't mix the two up. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh,
3: well, right. And also. Uh, do you, um maybe something's happened with my audio here also um when you think of mila kunis is the first thing you think of f- famously known for her breasts
2: <laughs> no i
3: no i i mean i think she's got breasts other than that, that that's not a breast thing it's not like uh who's up uh, kate uh the model that i want to um,
2: Kate Upton. Kate
3: Upton. It applies with Kate Upton. She's a breast woman. Paige Spiranak, very breasty, right? These are, these mm-hmm. are the people who are. It doesn't. That doesn't just work. That is, that is tough, and. So I,
2: now that sports journalist, um, Mina, Kimes, has changed her profile picture to Mila Kunis.
3: You. You are kidding
2: me. Her Twitter profile picture, yeah.
3: You are kidding me. Yes. That is brilliantly funny. Yeah. That is great. Oh wow! I don't know many times, but I, I from from hearing that, I like her. That is funny. This, uh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> what a mean, nice, says, yeah, what a
3: refreshing like- response that it wasn't something about the harm to peoples. You know. Of course, uh, I
2: think she's pretty lefty based on her.
3: Yeah, but well, that's tweets, a pretty but- s- good sense of humor thing to to uh and playful way to respond that is great so i've been on the road with with the kids so i've i've missed how kind of how this stuff has been developing that is mm-hmm. remarkable you know if you didn't get in trouble for it i would ask Colony to come on with us um, yeah
2: i think he has a lot going on this week yeah he does should Probably <clears throat> let him concentrate
3: that is um wow so but, but i just don't understand like why chris why the first thing I it would think, it seems like of, an
2: odd choice. Right, let me to tell make. you,
3: Alice. I actually in in Connecticut. I actually made purchase of a nip, and mm-hmm. was reticent to ask the guy at the packy for one because I wasn't sure if that's what they called them there. And it's such an obvious. Yeah, I
2: have one of those tiny little well, bottles right, of alcohol, if right, you please, sir. Right,
3: because you know some words, like you know, some people are moving. It's off like of, regional. Yeah, but like in the word Jimmys, you know. Mm -hmm. on ice cream is suddenly like a a race. So I get nervous. If I was on the air. Picnic. Is that a racist thing?
2: Some people think picnic is a racist.
3: So if I was on the air, I would be, the moment somebody said, what are your favorite nips to drink? I would have my (laughs) mind's lawyers gathered in my head. (laughs) Saying
2: (laughs) You'd be saying, what's a nip? What do you possibly mean by that? I've never heard that term in my life.
3: I would be saying, we're going (laughs) so far away from anything Asian right now. In my mind, it's the same way the guy from the Herald got in trouble for having a thing with Obama, having watermelon toothpaste. I'm like... In my mind, if I was saying, okay, Obama's going to have toothpaste, we need the flavor, my mind's lawyers would all be in the boardroom saying, let me tell you the flavors, it ain't. <laughs> and that would be one of them. I can't imagine. I mean, I would I, I would just, I would never, I, I, you've got to be thinking about that always. You don't want to self-cancel that easily. It's amazing. And I can't believe they actually, well, first of all, why are they standing by their guy so much? it it's i mean they could save good salary he's like the assistant program director or something i think i not i don't want him to get fired but i'm just thinking i know these companies that i'm just surprised surprised they've had it can only be that so you were thinking earlier that it wasn't maybe it wasn't just that
2: well when you when you initial when okay so we you said like check out this thing i went and watched it and i said like is it possible before hearing you know what they said it was the mila kunis thing i said is it possible he meant like possibly anatomy but i wasn't you know yeah uh but it seems like an odd gamble to make anyway to be like well he was just being sexist not racist it just seems but it's all bad choices i think for them
3: I, uh, uh, what is, come on, Chris, come on, Chris, you know better than that. You can't, you can't, I just, like, part of me- It begs
2: the question, top five nips.
3: Uh, oh, yes, that's a great one. See, Greg Hill, Greg Hill's not- uh, Because Dr. McGillicuddy's, I think, is number one or two. Screwball also up uh, there. I'd probably go Mina Kimes. And Um, Fireball. Fireball. Like Fire I'm not about, taking a tequila. You're right about the McGillicuddy crimes. Oh, and the other producers, Why? like giggling still. Everybody in there is is guilty by association because they they were there when the crime happened.
2: Because they happened.
3: didn't go. Excuse me. <laughs> oh man, what a what a thing! Oh, you gotta gotta choose something else, guys. Oh, oh, but well, and
2: um, hasn't um E E I been through some of this?
3: Yes, they have. Got, e- Fourier <laughs> got in trouble e- for, for a, doing a takeoff a, on an Asian guy. Um, can you... Are you able to read the Chad Finn thing from where you are?
2: Um, he, did he write I it up or it the, just tweets? I don't know if the actual article... He said it would be up soon, but he I didn't... It wasn't up the last time I looked, but I can go look and see yeah, if and it's the, there. Yeah, and says... Um...
3: Oh... What a hey! Wait a second, Chad Finn blocks me.
2: Oh no! What's this
3: is crap. Who the hell would block me? I've I've, dang it! Can you look up Chad Finn? And see if you got it. Chris, Curtis. I mean, I
2: don't. I'm not seeing the um. Chris, Curtis. I'm not yeah. seeing his. Oh, it's up. Door, it's up. Where? Oh,
3: it's up. Boston, E.E.I.'s Chris Curtis uses ethnic slur during show. That's Boston.com. Uh, that's got to be uh, – the Herald has it as well. Boston.com. Everybody has. That means the Globe's got it, it as well. Here's Chad Finn. Chris Curtis, an executive producer and on-air personality on the E.E.I. Greg Hill Show, used a racist slur, gulpy, during Tuesday's program. Although it um, – allow ads. Okay. freaking Freaking alone for five seconds, please. Boston.com. Just let me go to the site. Um, Um, During a segment talking about Boston City Councilor Ricardo Arroyo's plan to formally present a proposal to outlaw the small alcohol bottles, which often end up littered, co-host Courtney Cox suggested that the show's participants rank their top five favorite nips. I bet you the editor squabbled over that. Oh, yes, that's a great topic, said Hill. He and Cox immediately mentioned a couple of brands. As they were talking, Curtis interjected, oh, I'd probably go Mina Kimes. Times is a high-profile ESPN personality and NFL analyst who is of Korean descent on his mother's side. Nip is an ethnic slur um, that targets Japanese people. In abbreviation of Nippon, the Japanese name for Japan, the slur gained prominence in World War II. Hill Cox and fellow co-host Jermaine Wiggins did not respond to Curtis and continued with the conversation. After his comment, Curtis glanced at producer Chris Scheim, who was laughing. Okay, oh so Chris. You're, you're, uh, tw- they should fire too. both of them. A, a, a spokesperson for Odyssey, E.S. parent company, said the company had no comment, but suggested that Curtis meant to say actress Mila Kunis's name rather than Kimes. Oh, I thought they said they had no comment. Who did that? Jesus, guys. It, on when No comment. No in, comment, but. Yes. <laughs> but between you and I, and then uh, Ch- Finn probably said, uh, yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> On Wednesday, Times said, changed the her record, profile really. to an image of Mila Kunis, which is funny. Curtis, who has been at EEI since April 2013, did not immediately respond to requests for comments. Yeah, he will not be. Nor did Mike Thomas, Odyssey Senior Vice President and Market Manager in Boston, or EP, uh, EEI Operations Manager Ken Laird. Ooh. Oh, man.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, so you... Um, it's, it's it's funny. It's, 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 he didn't say a slur. Well, I guess he didn't say a slur. It's, it's right The one of the comments says Curtis didn't say a slur. He didn't say a slur. He no, inserted true. Mina Kimes into.
2: <clears throat> I guess it's somebody a, else said something that could be a slur or could be not a slur, and he but he said she was one.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And she's not a small bottle of alcohol, so it's hard to kind of go from there. Um, Trish in the chat says in Iowa, they call them shooters. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Well, I guess that makes sense, although you wouldn't necessarily always shoot and, them.
2: And also in the chat, um, and I've heard actually a few people say this on Twitter, that they've never heard of that as an ethnic slur.
3: Oh, the New York Post has it, Deadspin has it. Um. Well,
2: everybody's going to have it now, yeah.
3: Mass Live, obviously um, Sports Illustrated. There we go. There we go. Jesus, Curtis, come on, man. Ah. although the 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 thing is in headlines, like the headlines are like WBI producer appears. Oh, you can good appears to use ethnic slur about. Ah. Well, there you go, man. That is tough. That is tough.
2: It just seems like such an avoidable one, though. Yes. It's not like. It's not like the Maz one to me at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's.
3: Yeah, Maz did nothing wrong.
2: But this is, seems just Can't like. It just seems out. like you have such a conscious choice. Like, you can just do boring radio and list your five favorite types of alcohol to drink from tiny bottles mm. and like there's no reason there's no reason to drag people of asian descent into it at all
3: no no it's
2: just, it seems like such a wild choice to make in the moment like why you would ever do that it's like completely unnecessary Ugh. Especially in like today's environment, and in particular, like the Boston sports media environment, it seems like just a bizarre thing to do. Like you said, it feels like suicide vestige.
3: Oh man. Okay, what else should we talk about, Alice? Oh, let me tell you about my. Let me tell you about my. Um, I have not. Um, I went down in something, but I did. I essentially stayed level level for weight wise. Um okay. and I think that has to do largely with the sixty seven tacos I've had in two days. And um, yeah, I was
2: gonna say I am surprised that you even stayed mostly. Level. I know.
3: So am I and also our um my, our uh, Saint Patrick's Day celebration with the neighbors, which brought in Guinness, Bailey's, and um, whiskey. Um, which was um. Uh, because I'm a child emotionally, and so that's why I couldn't say we, you know, we had to do that. So there you go. So, but then again, uh, once it gets warmer too, I'll get some a little more. I'll get a little more. I will. I really want to hit 100 pounds. I'm just about at 80 now, but I really want to hit 100 pounds. Like that was a commitment, and so uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get back on the uh, on a horse. But it's I, you know, I'll. I'll i do miss i feel like you've been
2: sort of doing not that great a job for long enough that if you really buckle down it'll just like fly off again
3: no i think so too i think so too i just got i hit you know i I mean part of the problem with the with part of the challenge i'll say is Mm. that i missed the it's not always just taste I missed the texture of a taco and what it does when you chew a hard mm-hmm. shell taco and break the taco shell and the soft sections. It's such a texture thing. I missed that I needed that hit and I got that hit and it is I'm satisfied now, so I won't like cheat with tacos again, but that's the same thing with that like with with drinking Guinness. I missed the taste of beer, so I just i missed some of these things, so it's like yeah so I've had these odd relapses. But you know, there's some things that I that I obviously missed that I haven't messed around with. Like I've still I've still essentially have stayed away from pasta the way Tom Shattuck can can do pasta. But um, but it does it does get a little um, does still get a little uh, too little difficult. Alice, I I don't know if Colleen is responsible for this one, but we've got a, a another bit of good news. Yes, sir. The password to the computer, and James does he is he asking you? Yeah. It is. Hang on.
2: Hopefully, our listeners can't read lips, honey. As Tom gives out the passwords. To yeah, it's
3: computers. on the. So, James, it's the dog in the lake. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Maybe me just bring it up to me. Tonight, I mean, this is important. I've, I've, with the new computer that Tommy got, or put together, and got, um, they want me to, my brother and my son are trying to get me to download Steam on that one so that I can play a game with them. Kind of like a, 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 a first-person shooter against them. They both have Windows machines, so that's what's going on. Oh.
2: Um. And our daughter's asking to go to the food mart.
3: Oh, she is right now? Is she, she just here? texted. Well, she's already out and about in the streets. Why? I think this is a cover. You so good about. <laughs> just me... Am I on the text?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I just saw it pop up on my computer.
3: Well, where did she <gasps> ask us? Did she text me?
2: I don't know. I just saw the text pop up to me. I didn't see if you were on. Because
3: I don't have it. Then why did you get it?
2: I guess just she sent it just to me. I guess.
3: Oh well, I mean, you're I'll in say uh, yes. Bolivia right now. Uh yeah, I mean she's already. <laughs> yeah. The, you know what that is, Alice. That's a cover. Mm-hmm. That's she is. That's creating a distraction because she's already asked me permission to go ride her bike with friends, where she is. So obviously she could go to the food market or the food market. We'll say. Um, I, I think that she's buying time. She's testing the waters. She's trying to pepper request between you and me. That way, because mm-hmm. you haven't given her a yes today, I've, I've already given her one yes. This is a classic. Manipulation happening here. I, I respect it. Believe me. Um. And... Um.
2: So Stanford is still dealing with the fallout from this Judge Kyle Duncan thing. They've placed Tyrion Stein back on leave, the diversity associate dean of diversity who lectured everybody on it. They have said yes. they're not going. What's that?
3: I love that. I love it. I can't believe it. that is like that is a watershed moment. Don't you think?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that they did. They're not going to be punishing the students because they're saying that um, the basically that Tyrion Steinbeck, the administration, quote unquote, gave mixed messages for what was allowed to the students. So that means the students can't then be held accountable, I guess. So but some people like Ted Cruz and other people are saying that state bar associations should um, should investigate these kids and like hold up their. License to practice law um but basically they're gonna um all the students are it's i guess the opposite of diversity training like for free free speech training for lawyers which you would think they would already kind of have at stanford law which is like the second top law school in the country or whatever but um they're gonna educate them on um and it says, instead, the law school will require all students to attend a training on freedom of speech and the norms of the legal profession, which will discuss, among other things, how vulgar personal insults can harm students' professional reputations.
1: Oh, my goodness. morning. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say
0: hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online So take that first step towards a brighter future, and sign up today at cerebral.com/podcast and use code Acast to get 15 percent off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.:
2: it Appears to be in reference to protesters who hurled sexual invective at Duncan. Um, one allegedly telling him, "We hope your daughters get raped." so they've been is that you know is that in bad taste? Uh, you know, like, but you would think, how do these people, law students are adults. These aren't like teenagers, you know, they've already been through at least college. They're all like, at least in their mid twenties, some are older than that, you know, and the idea that they don't understand that the norms of the legal profession, which is like the most buttoned up profession on the earth, you know, right up there with like bankers, uh, Probably more so than like finance bros or whatever. It's, it's a very, very rigidly formal profession. The idea that they need to be educated on the fact that hurling vulgar personal insults at, at judges, at sitting federal judges violates the norms of the legal profession and could hurt their professional reputations seems astonishing to me.
3: Yes, It of seems course.
2: absolutely crazy because these students are going to have, like, interviews at big law firms where, like, I mean, some of them, like, women aren't even allowed to wear pantsuits. That's, like, too edgy. Right. It has to be, like, skirt suits. It's considered, like, not professional enough to wear a pantsuit. So, I mean, we're talking, the the idea that then you can scream at a judge, we hope your daughters get raped, and that's like fine within the norms of the profession. You would think they would not need to be told that, but, I, you know, the whole thing is so incredible. They, I mean, they should be punished. Hopefully the the bar associations do, um, do investigate them. And, and I think that, You know, that they should be held accountable. I don't care if if the stupid dean sent them a mixed message. Um, But she essentially said in her memo, uh, Jenny Martinez, who's the dean of the law school, she spent several pages explaining to the students at Stanford, the second ranked law school in the country, why the Constitution does not protect disruptive heckling to preserve the countervailing interest in free speech, noting that Leonard Law California State Statute applies aspects of the First Amendment to private universities. It does not treat every setting as a public forum where a speech free-for-all is allowed. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, it's um, it's incredible that this got this far. I think the students should be punished. It's good that the stupid dean, at least, is... um is being held somewhat accountable for her role oh, yeah. in in <clears throat> e- escalating the entire thing. But thank goodness. Um anyway, No, uh, I think it's
3: wonderful. And if this is a p- part if we this is the new trend here where it, these schools start saying enough of this crap, then it's about time. It's about time. But what are we to There was a time when and I know I've mentioned it before when, you know, there were a few people who were behaved badly and were rewarded for it. And I always go back to Puck from The Real World 2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's Puck from The Real World 2. <laughs> they're all rude a-holes. And if they're, if you're in Stanford right. Law, you've got life pretty good. And to be miserable pricks because some judge doesn't, isn't nice to pedophiles who want to rape women in prison, well, then F you. I got, I got, I've got no problem with it. I, I would, I used to Google people before we hired them all the time and look for stuff. And it was, I used to flag people all the time. It's, it's looking at their timelines. I'm all for it, and I'm all for that. That I, I would, I wouldn't hi, ever hire one of these idiots ever, right? Because they're self centered well, and they're not. The eyes are not on the prize of these people. This is all about uh, navel gazing. And screw that! You need to. You need to, You know, good soldiers. This is. I. I'm, I'm thrilled that this. That this. This dean was uh, waxed.
2: Uh yeah no, no that's that's great. Um, uh, speaking of top law schools, um, everybody's pretending that DeSantis, who went to Yale University and Harvard Law, uh, was being serious when he told Piers Morgan he does not know how to spell Ron de Sanctimonious.
3: Um, I saw that. Um, so, I saw that. wrote
2: it up. Uh, and uh, the Daily Beast wrote it up. Yale grad DeSantis says he can't spell Trump's nickname for him.
3: I don't know what to do with these. Like. It, <laughs>
2: I don't know how to spell the sanctimonious one, said DeSantis, who graduated from Yale University and Harvard Law School. I don't really know what it means, but I kind of like it. It's long. It's got a lot of vowels. We'll go with that. That's fine. I mean, you can call me whatever you want, just as long as you also call me a winner. Clearly, it's serious. He's serious, and he can't spell the sanctimonious, honey. That's the problem.
3: I know. Uh, I mean...
2: But I can't believe they're all seriously writing... He went to... It reminds me of the one... um, a while ago in one of the hit pieces on him they interviewed somebody who talked to one of his ex-girlfriends or something and yeah. said that he pronounced Thai food Thai food
3: yeah yeah and yes and then he was like he would be um he wasn't overly sociable like in in with staff he wasn't playful in eating the pudding yeah. what they're doing is what they're doing is hey, we've been showing us here that indeed the the um the national hysteria over Trump, all of that anxiety is transferable to DeSantis. and it's already starting. The people who are in they getting working themselves up into a tizzy. same people who are saying uh, who are saying, oh my God, my, I, I'm uh, now that Trump's uh, a, a president me and my boyfriend, gay guys were telling me me they, they, they and their boyfriends were gonna be thrown into prison now are now seriously saying he says don't say gay, he's gonna do that federally. You can't even say it anymore. Once again, that, that thing that we played <laughs> the other day, uh, no, the letter we read by, the, by my guy there, what was his name, saying they're recriminalizing gayness. I told my dad I, I, that it's, this stops here. That is how the left is going to be... They're all that guy now.
2: Seriously. (laughs) Well, yeah. And they're doing that. There's some, this doesn't even have to do with DeSantis, but some legislator in Florida introduced a bill that there shouldn't be sex ed in school until sixth grade, which seems like not that wild a position. I mean, like you it's arguable, but anyway, so you know what they're going with? No. Florida's making it illegal for girls under sixth grade to talk about their periods. Well, here we go. But why DeSantis is this? Desantis like- is going to be throwing little eleven-year-olds in jail for having their periods, Tom. That's what. That's what's happening in Florida. But why are they doing
3: it to themselves? Why do they want to? <laughs> I don't
2: know.
3: Seriously, it's like why do they want to be upset and victimized? Is this all just? Is it all just wanting to be melodramatic queens on a on a fainting uh, couch? Is that what this is? Is it just uh, more fun to live? And I, I knew a bunch of people when Trump was elected who acted like this, acted like they were put upon. They were inventing fake,
2: fake hate crimes around
3: them. and they were. They Do you were, remember
2: the news article about the people building like secret rooms in their house where they could hide people like Anne Frank?
3: Yes. Right. Because, I mean,
2: just like bizarro behavior from people.
3: And in you got this stuff, this is going to happen, and this is going to create, because they're going to be absolutely, and, and, and the, the projection is, is incredible, because they're going to say that the people on the right are the people who've gone nuts. Meanwhile, they've gone nuts. They're going to use their media to distort reality, and then when they do that to bully and, and win elections, etc., when the other half reacts to it, a la January 6th, um, because they've... They've never been allowed to blow off steam because they've always been pushed around and called horrible names, Mm etc. Then they're going to say, oh, my goodness, look, at they're all terrorists again. And then we're going to seriously, we just have two countries where one, one half the country has the vapors and is over, over emotional. And the other half is pissed off because they've been stepped on again and again. And that's like the new us.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that the national divorce idea like works for a variety of reasons. Um, one being that we're not like regionally separated enough; we're like too purple and mixed together. For well, the most I mean, part.
3: you can go from to- New England and go right down through uh, New York, in New Jersey, right? I mean, the, the whole head of the running horse that is this country is progressive.
2: Yeah, sure, but I mean, there's plenty of conservatives in those places too maybe fewer but it but at least for the moment we're still too mixed together the second reason i don't think you can is that um you know if if you think the other side is hitler then being in a country next door to them is not enough
3: well i guess so
2: do you know what i mean like you can't if you are if you are saying you know say the free state of whatever floor texas breaks off and becomes its own country right like right. um you know if if you think that that country is literally 1930s Nazi Germany come to life again then then you can't coexist with it next to you even
3: well right well i think isn't that,
2: that... the lesson of world war 2 <laughs>
3: Well, maybe, but I think people uh, people like living where they are because they've got nice houses and they No, live... but what
2: I'm saying is that like I don't think it's enough for the left. Like part of the problem with them is they cannot if you cast your enemies as literal Nazis, then you can't leave them alone to live their lives in freedom, right?
3: Yeah, I think that's right.
2: So, it won't be enough for them if DeSantis does it in florida or whatever and that florida is its own country and it doesn't affect them they they need to be able to control what happens in florida too you know like look at the hockey players being forced to wear the pride jerseys or they get yelled at by everybody
3: yeah but i think that they believe that they're they're nazis but they actually also don't believe it they're still not going to alter their lives and actually Many people in Germany didn't alter their lives. They're just like, eh. you know, as long as if they get inflation down, so I don't have to have a wheelbarrow full of uh, Deutschmarks, then whatever. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah,
2: but I, I don't think the left is content to like live and let live. Jordan I don't Peterson think would be very upset at you. Did you not make your country? bed what? back there? What?
3: Did you not not make your bed back there? No. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson would not be happy with you.
2: I didn't let the housekeeping come back either because they didn't bring me any new coffee or anything yesterday.
3: Oh, you're at war!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I had stuff to do, so I didn't want to.
3: What are you gonna do today? It's earlier uh, today. It's only the three o'clock.
2: Oh, it, I'm jet lagged though, and stuff. It's not I, raining, I... right? Use a pool. I don't know if I can. It's been raining on and off. I don't know if we can. Oh, it stinks. I'll we'll look into it, but I, I don't know. But um, we've yeah, we've got, we'll got a couple. Show of... up. We'll do some stuff. Is what?
3: We've got a couple of chat chat messages. Not too many. Okay. Should we try them?
2: Let's go for it. Is
3: there anything about the chat chat anybody should know?
2: It is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, hence it is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline Chat Chat. Uh, Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce is a delicious hot sauce that has both flavor and heat. You do not have to sacrifice one or the other, like with some hot sauces. Um, Tom uses it to doctor up all his awakened one eighty food because mm. he loves it. Yeah, I and have some today, uh,
3: and I actually I've got avocados, and I'm gonna pour them pour the hot sauce right in that baby. And
2: you can uh, be doing good while you eat it too, because they donate five of the proceeds to the fallen firefighters foundation so win win uh find it at market basket or big y or at chelseafirehotsauce.com
3: hey tom if you can give what? me a list of words i cannot say on the chat chat that'd be swell <laughs> um i don't want to be petty <laughs> yeah nope yeah don't say um mina kimes don't mention her regardless just in case <laughs> something else is being said God, you know what? I don't think like I. You know, it's funny, Alice. I actually, I've been uh, dumped before by my producer for my radio show for saying stuff that isn't even. It's not even uh, a swear, but that makes them nervous. They're afraid they get getting in, in trouble. Hmm. So I don't even swear, but uh, but, but I've said a couple. Of things, but I've never, I've never to this point. I would never. Yeah. Say what it. was
2: it? You had one that surprised you.
3: Yeah, it was recently. Um,
2: not dumped to, like broke up with, dumped to, like dumped right. off the
3: air. Right, dumped yeah or yeah or d- dumped out uh of the of the delay. Um, uh, I forgot what it was. What was it? It was just the last week too. Um, because uh, the word sounds dirty, but it unless you were unless you know it, it's not. I don't know. I forget it. I'll try to I forget remember. what it was I'll too. Try to remember. But it didn't have to be dumped. But people, you have a hair trigger. And also, by the way, that board op, Curtis hmm That board op also could have cut that. And although they were streaming mm-hmm. live in the video, then actually Curtis would have had to tell him if he wasn't listening. Of course, he wasn't listening. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. This is Carrie from Winchester's Husband. Alice, remember Carrie, right?
2: Mm-hmm. There Save he... the babies with the formula.
3: That's right. Hey, Alice. Carrie from Winchester's Husband here. <sighs> I get something that's bugging me that I need to get your take on. Okay. And I know you're not necessarily anti-vaccine per se, but Mm-mm. why is it that the vaccine pharmaceutical companies are able to get immunity from lawsuits and that sort of thing, but yet can still advertise? Why am I watching the Bruins game and getting loaded up with advertisements on getting boosted? It, it doesn't make sense. It, it seems like it should be one or the other. Yeah. And at this point, there should be some sort of separation of the two. What? Do, do you have any thoughts on that?
2: Um, I do think it's weird. And I think it's, it's something that's kind of internationally an anomaly. Like we're one of the only countries I forget what, you know what it was, it was when Harry and Meghan were interviewed by Oprah. And the stream had all these ads in it. And all these British people were going like, this is so dystopian. Because they're not allowed to advertise any pharmaceuticals there. And like half of the TV advertising that you see is like right. all pharmaceuticals. Which is a thing new
3: to the late 90s. Didn't used to be oh, like okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but I think there's sort of this weird like, and, and it's something, I mean... Somebody said, and I cannot verify this, um, but I think um, the thing where they're the yeah, and this is right. I just looked this up, but the, so, so, but I was hearing this because there was a debate on Twitter about like Reagan being a good president or a bad president, and um, the vaccine manufacturers not having liability. Uh, is something that dates from Reagan. So in eighty six he passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. So I do think this is a place where like historically Republicans have been sort of the corporatist party.
3: Interesting.
2: Um, and you know, that so what they're saying the purpose is to eliminate the financial liability of vaccine manufacturers to include a stable market supply of vaccines and provide cost effective arbitration for vaccine injury claims. So it's created to provide a federal no fault system for compensating vaccine related injuries or deaths, because it's considered like a matter of national interest to have like a steady supply of vaccines available to the population. Right. Um and if people if the vaccine manufacturers are at risk of being sued, like instead this sort of creates a a way for people to be compensated without them admitting fault and like creating a precedent. You know what I mean? Um,
3: I know what you mean, Alice.
2: So so but I, I do think it's interesting because it is a place and I like remember having this conversation because you know when i was a kid it was always the people who were like against getting vaccines and stuff were always like crunchy lefties right you notice that so and and like that's where the measles outbreaks have been in like california and like there's always been places there with like high rates of um of of vaccine avoidance or whatever for kids um and and it's really – there's been sort and this has been happen- – this is sort of a switch that's been happening for a while mm-hmm. where more of this like trad natural thing has become more of a right-wing populist cause. And even like if you remember, Rod Dreher had that book, um, Crunchy Conservatives, Crunchy Cons, <laughs>
3: uh,
2: back like maybe 20 years ago or something, a while ago, about how there was this movement on the right towards like being more natural and – at one with nature and i think that's a big part of the populist right for sure as well as being much more skeptical of big corporations and stuff whereas i mean as you know the republican party of it's always been sort of the corporate party yeah and 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 i think there's a big switch on that happening when you look at everything from the pharmaceutical companies to you know big tech companies (laughs) To uh, to all these things, I think there's a a definite movement towards um towards more of a populist view on the right, and that that's been um the vaccine stuff in particular with COVID has made some very strange bedfellows. Um, even just among people that I know who like are vaccine skeptical people in mm-hmm. general and like didn't get their kids other vaccines, but have like always voted left, and many of them were very surprised. I remember um reading a blog post from people who were like very surprised that uh sonia sotomayor was so um on board with the vaccine mandates because they were saying like oh she's always been like you know anti-corporatist and all this stuff and i and you know it's a lot of the same people who are worried about like monsanto and bioengineered foods and stuff which have always been much more like kind of left-wing causes that um that that are, in a lot of ways, worried about this. So I've definitely seen some weird aisle crossing <laughs> happening with that stuff. Why are you laughing?
3: <laughs> that is very thorough fan service, Alice. Your constituent services uh, job there was essentially Kerry from Winchester's husband got his own segment uh, there.
2: Well, see, if you have questions, I'll talk about anything. Call she, up with a topic. This is, well,
3: this is one of the Alice is good because she reads stuff it. in any minutia and she saves it all in her head. And I haven't <laughs> learned anything since 1981. Um, by the way, how do you like that? The matriarchy. Uh, Carrie from Winchester's husband. He's poor guy's just a pronoun. Is a husband a pronoun or a noun? I guess it's a mm-hmm. noun, right? It's a noun. My goodness. Carrie dominating of course carrie from winchester k-e-r-r-y was my first girlfriend carrie oliver remember alice lived right up near the hospital uh, did we talk about this
2: no but we, that's not the same carrie from winchester that's not the same right? no it's a
3: different this is a, diff- this is okay, a different carrie trying. my carrie uh our relationship lasted just for a, a span of time i, I think nineteen seventy. but did we decide
2: that this carrie knows your brother's ex-girlfriend
3: Yes she does Okay yes, she does did. Let's not Small get him world into a tailspin Small here. world Oh that is excellent <laughs> Alice guess what Guess what, what? I, I'm going to do That's going to bring joy To your little heart
2: Play the exit music Are you playing it Yeah you hear it don't you I didn't really But I, but that's okay um, Oh it's so playing now wanna... oh,
3: I, th- I thought you would be hearing it Because I changed the settings
2: Huh Who oh, no. knows It's coming in and out a little now. But anyway, if you want me to talk on the topic of your choice, just leave a chat message. That's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also find all different places to listen there. If you want to join live streams where there's live chat, come to patreon.com slash burnbarrel. But um, as always, you can find the show free wherever you like to listen to
1: podcasts.